So hi everybody, welcome to this special focus overage synonymous recovery from relapse meeting. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of August 2023, and we are delighted to have Ingrid, who will be sharing her experience, strength, and hope with us. Ingrid resides in California and originally came to OA in 1998, and will share her story of, of recovery and relapse. Over to you, Ingrid. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name's Ingrid. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, it's good to see everyone this morning and thank you all for being here. Um, I guess I'll just start out with pictures just so I can get that out of the way. I came back to, I, I did come to OA in the late nineties and I'll go through my story of being in the program um, having, I guess, being abstinent, maybe, um, and then the relapse and coming back and what that was, that was like for me. Um, so this first picture, um, this is, well, I always start out with this little girl because, you know, that was me, right? I always just, I had to have food, um, and um, these photos, I was I was in relapse. I had gained um, 80 pounds, and um, I'm smiling in these, but my I was absolutely miserable. Um, I just I felt like my life was insufferable. The uh, physical manifestation of the disease, yes, that was you know of course I didn't like it. I always wanted to be thinner. Who doesn't? Um, but really, for me, it was what was going on in my head and how unmanageable um, my life was. Um, then I'm going to, let me go back to, let me share the next photos of being in recovery. Sorry, I'm not as like on top of it this morning with <laughs> using Zoom. Um, okay, here we go. And then this is just me in recovery, um, several pictures of my husband and I, and what I love about when I look at all of these is that I'm, I'm my spirit. I'm, I'm genuinely happy. I'm out in the world. Like I would not have gone out. Like I, I kept myself in the house for the most part, unless I was going to work and these are moments like where we just, we really enjoyed ourselves. And this is the beautiful Hollywood bowl. And we met some friends there and I just, I truly had a good time and had the ability to just like live in this world and, um, and to be recovered. Um, so as I, I said, I came to OA in the late 90s. Um, I was a complete wreck. I had just gotten married and I had, you know, just dieted my way down the exercise bulimia, the um, complete obsession with my body and trying to, to be the perfect bride, whatever that is, to look perfect, to be perfect. And um, I, you know, when I think about that and to enter into what is, you know, a lifetime partnership, it's not a good starting place, right? Um, and so 
um, by the time I came across the program, I heard about it through um, through a job that I had at the time and some people were going to AA meetings and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's something for food. And I just happened to come across OA. And I went to my first meeting and it was, I will say such a relief. I know, you know, we all have different experiences um, but for me, it was a relief to walk into a room and hear other people share their stories and the deep, dark secrets that I had to keep about this disease and about myself. And um, just to know that there were other people out there like me, people that ate food out of the trash, people that had exercise, bulimia, binging, purging, obsession with food, being unable to stop. And I just thought, thank God, it's not just me. And, um, you know, I found my my people. I knew I was in the right place. Um, now, with that being said, it wasn't easy to get abstinent right away. Um, I was just, the food was always lurking for me. Um, and I, I didn't have... Um, I don't know, but for me, when I came back, I'll go into this where I started in OA and what my experience was like was coming back was just very different. Um, I was, although I knew I was in the right place, I was confused about like how to really get abstinent. What did that really mean? What am I supposed to eat? And I think I just took it more like a diet. I heard people share like, oh, I don't eat white sugar or flour. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. You know, well, that tells you how willing I really was at the time. And I didn't really get like, well, why, you know? And um, so I did start working with a sponsor and we started going and, you know, my first sponsor uh, relapsed. And um, that was, that was really, really hard because I was like learning to trust someone and, and share and, you know, go through the steps. And then I found another sponsor and, um, we went through the steps and it was, um, to be able to like, just share all of the resentments that I had. Um, and then, you know, the, the full inventory and the amends, like that was like a huge burden had been lifted for me to be able to make financial amends and amends to people that I had harmed, people, institutions. Um, and, you know, I'm when I think about that now, I still, when I think about the food, I didn't know like entire abstinence, right? So the food was not, I don't know, I just kind of ate what I wanted, to be honest with you. It wasn't like binging. And I think maybe that's where the, I thought maybe I was abstinent because I had given up the purging. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do the laxatives, the diet pills. I'm not going to put that stuff in my body anymore. And that was, you know, abstinent for me um, at the time. Um, but the food was, you know, I look back now, was still a problem. Um, with that being said, though, just being able to go through the steps and make amends, um, you know, I was just so grateful to like clear away the wreckage. Um, that I had created and, um, you know, I started sponsoring people and eventually I, I just felt like it was time for me to give up sugar. 
And um, I did. And so um, I, I got close to five years of abstinence. And, um, you know, I stopped eating sugar. And when I look back now, I still had sugar substitutes. And for me, I learned later on that that is an alcoholic food for me. I can't, you know, I, I'm, it's an, it causes an allergic reaction. And um, when I think about it, just numbing all day still wasn't sugar. And I thought I was abstinent, but it was a sugar substitute. Um, so my husband and I, um, you know, we, let me back up for a sec. I, for a second, I will say that I have always been a compulsive overeater. Um, from the time that I can remember, I shared the, the photo of me as a little girl. I remember if I look back at photos, I can tell you where I, where I was, how much I ate and what my weight was like every single, like I know, but ask me to remember other details of my life and I can't recite them, but I know how much I weighed. Um, and so, you know, just as a little girl, the, the sneakiness around food, um, the binging, I didn't know. I was just thought I need a dozen of donuts before, you know, before school starts, or, you know, I would sneak food into the classroom and sneak food while, you know, the teacher is teaching. And I, um, it just did something for me. It really did. And, um, it wasn't modeled to me at all, um, but it did something for me. And um, that was what I turned to. And um, in college, it was when I learned the bulimia. Um, I played um, college level sports and, um, you know, I was told I was fat when I arrived and that there was no way I was going to play at that weight and I needed to be put on a program. And so, um, you know, the obsession with with dieting and with my weight and the manipulation of the scale. Like I knew I could go work out, sweat a ton, not eat until practice. Cause I knew they were going to weigh me. Then, you know, I'd be able to be a certain weight and they wouldn't, you know, and it was just like this constant obsession. That's 10 Thank you. Um, right. And manipulation. And so um, I, apologize that I had to step back, but I, I just wanted to sort of set the tone for how I went into, you know, my marriage and then coming into program and just kind of what my disease looked like. Um, so with the five years, uh, almost five years of abstinence and, you know, my husband and I started a family, I thought that um, I was, you know, I stopped going to as many meetings. I, um, you know, my sponsor would have me report is my weight up, down, or maintaining? Because I dare not share that number with anyone, you know, but here's what we can do. And if my weight was up, I wouldn't call her. Then I go, okay, I, I got to, you know, really hit the gym this week. You know, the disease is already at work. It's already at work trying, you know, to play with the scale again and think that I can control. Um, and then, you know, I just stopped calling my sponsor eventually. The meetings, I'm really busy. I got to get my kids to their practices. We have things to do. Um, you know, it was like my relapse, it's like the steps in reverse. And I've, I've heard people share that. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I thought that that was okay. Like, well, 
you know, they say we're not supposed to be obsessed with weight. So, you know, I'm not going to call my sponsor this week, you know, and just making the excuses, stop sponsoring. Um, I didn't know my first time around, I didn't know what it meant to live in steps 10, 11, and 12. Um, and so just slowly, but surely this disease started to take over and eventually it was okay to have sugar again. It's just a little, it's not a big deal. You know, those are the red flags for me. It's not a big deal. Um, and, um, next thing I know I was out for 10 years and, um, and that's approximate. I, I came across a bookmark from a retreat in 2012. And I think that I, it was right around that time. I was like on my, um, you know, out of the rooms and the relapse, this disease is, is um, it's sneaky, it's patient. You know, Big Book talks about cunning and baffling and it just slowly roped me in and took me out to the point where I didn't even think that I needed this program, um, that I, I thought I was normal. Um, I remember donating my 12 step and big book because maybe someone else could use it because I didn't need it. Um, I, the, you know, like I said, I, I gained the 80 pounds, um, but it was the other stuff. It was the, um, the depression, the anxiety, the paralyzing imposter syndrome. You know, funny enough, I, this disease took me out, but somehow I still managed in my um, professional industry to continue to climb the ladder and to do well in that space. And, um, you know, I had, I had goals. I had goals in my profession and I reached those goals. And it was reaching, it was in reaching those goals and this disease taking over my life that I just had a point where I had lost all confidence in myself. Um, like I said, the paralyzing imposter syndrome, I was very depressed, anxious. I lost two parents during that relapse. Um, a lot of life was happening um, and, you know, raising uh, two girls. Um, and thankfully at the beginning of 2022, my husband and I were on a trip to Hawaii and uh, we traveled with some friends and I was miserable. I was in paradise and I could not take being there. I would leave our dinner. I say, oh, I need to go back to the room to grab something or, you know, would make up a lie. And um, I would just sit in the room crying because I was suffering. I, and I had to hide it. I had to pretend that I was okay. And um, I, I just, I couldn't stand being in my skin. 
it was untenable. Like I, I hated myself um, and I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, and I, I also remember like, you know, before there were vaccinations and everything with just to tell you like how sick my mind was with this relapse when I had COVID, you know, I was real, I was pretty sick. Um, the shortness of breath and all the stuff, right? Like all the symptoms I had every single one. And I remember stumbling over to the scale, wondering if I lost weight because I hadn't been eating, you know, short of breath, you know, barely able to get out of bed. And, um, you know, that just tells me how sick my mind was. Thankfully, after the trip to Hawaii, um, I just thought I'm going to get a therapist, work out my daddy issues. Clearly he's the problem. That's why I am the way that I am. Not true, <laughs> but my therapist, thank God, pointed out that I was in relapse and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought, oh my God, oh my God, I'm in relapse. And you know, when the big book talks about we get worse over time, never bet, like my disease looked different. I knew the bulimia, right? And, you know, I knew what that looked like. I didn't, it was the compulsive overeating. It was the grazing all day. It was like, I was in a stupor. Every day I had to have my stuff and I just, I walked around, you know, just like I said, in a stupor. And so when my therapist pointed out that I was in relapse and I came back, I came back to this program on my knees. I could not take the suffering anymore. I had no choice but to do what I was told. And when I came back, I heard a different message than I heard before. And that was people talking about being recovered, not cured, but recovered. And I just thought, oh my God, I need, I, I want that. I need that in my life. I can't go on living like this. And um, so I found a sponsor before I was afraid of like the, the tough sponsors, you know, the people that have the reputation, like they're no BS. And this time I was like, okay, I, I'm a softy, I, you know, and, but I, I'm a manipulator and I need someone who's going to not take my BS, but also be very loving. And, um, you know, I, my spot, I found a great, great sponsor. And, um, this woman took me through the steps quickly using the big book. Um, before I didn't, I mean, I had a big book, but I didn't really read it. No, I, the meetings that I attended in person, no one really talked about the big book. And so just like starting out in the doctor's opinion and learning about the physical allergy that triggers the phenomenon of craving that just, that resonated for me because the sugar and the sugar substitutes that just, it kept me in that stupor. It kept me just you know, like high throughout the day. And so I needed to be entirely abstinent. Um, I, you know, got a 
nutritionist, a food plan, it's weighed and measured. I, I, for me, I have to do that. Um, it's, I will, I just mentioned I was a manipulator. And so, you know, I'm going to have more than what my body needs. We work the steps quickly and I learned how to this program and working the steps gave me a design for living. And, um, you know, the, the weight started coming off. I, you know, I think I'm like 65 or closer to 70 pounds down, um, for my top weight that I recall, like weighing myself. That's 20 minutes. 20. Thank you. Um, you know, and it wasn't by this happened, not through my will, but following a program and turning my will and my life over to a power greater than myself and, and learning to, to trust my higher power, like God, um, with all of me, not just my food, but with all of me, with my relationships with others, with my life, with my children, like learning to live life on my terms. Um, the amends this time around, I had several living amends to make. Um, and I, you know, I decided I'm not going to pretend anymore. I'm not going to have that like facade that I'm doing great, I'm fine. And so, um, because when I was in program before, mom's going to those meetings, like no one really, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, this program, like no one really knew what that meant. Um, and this time around, I was very transparent with my husband. Um, he had no idea. I mean, of course, physically, but, you know, you get older, you gain weight, like, you know what I mean? But he, that was my excuse, right? You're, I guess, a normal person would think that, but those are all like symptoms of a disease. And he had no idea. So imagine living with someone, being together. We just celebrated our 25-year wedding anniversary. That's how good I was at hiding, you know? and pretending that I was okay. And so when I was transparent with him and I needed to like, let him know what this really looked like, that I was eating food out of the trash, that I was sneaking food around, that I would, you know, when I'm out running errands, errands, I'm out eating, you know? Um, and it just really, he was hurting so much, you know? So, you know, he felt bad, like I didn't know, and he wished he could have helped. Well, as much as I appreciate that, and I love that I have the support, the only person, the only entity, spirit, energy is God. That is, that is it. Like God is the only one that can rescue me. You know, my sponsor put my hand back in God's hand. And um, I was also um, honest and transparent with my my two girls. They're 23 and 19 now. Um, and yeah, it's so thankful I don't have to hide or pretend today. And, um, you know, I live in 10, 11, and 12. 
Um, I am constantly reminded that I'm, you know, I'm powerless over people, places, and things. I have neutrality around the food. How did that happen? How is it that food is not an issue? That's God. Like I, my husband's normal. I'm on one end of the spectrum and he's on the other. He has been the same size since the day we met in 1995. He eats whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's normal. And um, and it's unfair for me to think like, ah, you know, you can't have the stuff in the house. Because that's what it was like before, right? Like when I was on a diet, everyone get this crap out of the house, you know, and, you know, I proclaim that I'm going to, we're all, we're all changing, you know? <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm the one that's a compulsive overeater. Uh, and so, you know, today my husband and kids, they can, you know, they can have their stuff. I don't want it. I can go out to dinner with, with friends, lunch with colleagues. Um, I'm more comfortable eating at home today. It's just, you know, I just, I like it. Um, but I can still go out and be a part in, of this world and participate and have fellowship and not be triggered or bothered. Um, I don't know how the heck it is that I love my body today. I don't know. I mean, it's it's got wrinkles. It has loose skin. It's, you know, I'm not obsessed with the number on the scale. And that, and that wasn't my story when I came back and the weight started coming off, I was still very much obsessed with body, body image, all, all day and night, get up in the morning, poke, prod, lift, you know, move, like it was just, but over time, God slowly removed that obsession, um, you know, and this has only been, or and I'm grateful for every day, um, 17 months. I came back in March, 2022 from relapse and I got food neutrality probably about five months in, maybe five, six months in. Um, and you know, the body that, that took longer, um, my relationships are so much better today. I'm an honest person. I am of service. I'm working on it. Um, you know, I, in terms of being of service to uh, my husband, you know, sometimes I can still very much want to run the house and do what I want to do. And, you know, I'll just be nicer, be kinder, kinder, gentler, um, not like angry because I'm preparing dinner and I'm doing this stuff for you and who's going to, you know. Like that's all, you know, I have, I have good days and I have bad days, uh, not bad, but days where, you know, they're a little, you know, I'm a little more in a self-will, but guess what? I get to use, you know, if I need to do an inventory, 10 step inventory and share that with someone, I do that. I have a nightly review partner and, um, you know, I, I, I'm honest about that stuff. And um, I'm working through things. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, you know, learning to live life on life's terms, but it's it's better. Um, I can trust God today. Like if I'm feeling sad, uh, a little depressed, I just have that tendency 
in me. Um, today, I know that food's not going to solve the problem, that this too shall pass and God's going to take care of me. And to be able to sit in those feelings is a miracle. Um, and so I'm just, I'm grateful for all the gifts of this program. Um, I really enjoy uh, working with sponsees. It has shown me, um, I, you know, I try to give away what I have, but it's also like a mirror working with others. Like it, it just, my, I, I get to see my, my character defects a little bit more. Um, you know, setting boundaries, <laughs> using my voice, you know. You have two uh, minutes. Thank you, Roy. Um, people pleasing, you know, all that, like I get to work through, but also like share the gifts of this program and just keep like going back through the big book and being reminded of what this disease looks like. Um, how the disease has impacted my life, my family, and um, what recovery looks like. And so, you know, when I write a daily gratitude list, I'm just, I'm truly grateful for what I include on that list. And then, you know, also, you know, there was a day um, that, you know, I really felt like my higher power spoke to me. I was doing a gratitude list and I thought, I need to do an acceptance list. And, you know, there are some days that I have a hard time accepting. Um, you know, I used to have this, not used to, some days, you know, when the obsession, that restlessness, irritability, irritability and being discontent on BMI and not body mass index, but beauty, uh, money and intellect. And I had placed so much value on that. And when I didn't have what I wanted, if I didn't think that I looked beautiful enough or we need more money or I want to be the smartest person in the room and that stuff, will, if, if I'm not careful, I'll spiral. And so I started doing an acceptance list of that. You know what? We have enough for today. We have enough money for today. You know, um, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. My kids don't have to be the smartest kids in their class. You know, those are not, I used to think of that as a shield of protection and, you know, um, that it would, thank you, would give this life that I think that I want or need. But today I just accept life on life's terms. I accept the people in my life as they are. And I am just grateful um, for the recovery that God has given me. So thanks for letting me share.